If you have the best of intentions and big dreams and goals, but you get sidetracked, derailed, or discouraged, especially by negative energy influences, you'll want to listen to this episode because there is a way to avoid that hijacking of your momentum and stay locked in on creating your business and your life by design. By the way, Empaths, this episode is especially for you. Hi there, I'm Leah Lund, and I want to welcome you to this episode of I Am Vibrant. If we're just meeting, I'm a vibrant energy guide and a brain and capacity coach and the creator of One Whole Health and the Spiritual Wealth Creation Method. If you're an entrepreneur, a coach, a healer, a business professional, or if you aspire to be, but you feel like there's too much on your plate already to start something new, I can help you tap into a hidden energy reserve and expand your capacity so you can lead a high frequency business and life and create abundance of time, of energy, and of wealth. If you've been waiting for a better time or more time to up-level your existing business or to finally start your purpose-driven business or mission, let's be honest here. Is that really what it's about? Time? Or has something else or someone else taken the wind out of your wings? Or if you have the best of intention and big goals and dreams, but you get sidetracked or derailed or discouraged, especially from the energy and the input of others, I'm going to go ahead and call it sometimes judgment. If you're feeling empathic to energy and the world in general, and it has you bury your head or pull back or put yourself in the corner a little bit, it really is all one thing. It comes down to one problem, and that is a lack of emotional capacity. If you don't build that capacity, you'll continue to allow these outside influences, people and events to curb your enthusiasm and to limit your progress and to keep you from your goals and your dreams. And I know I don't want to see that happen. And I'm sure you don't either. You have a choice. And that's what I'm talking about in this episode. But first, I just want to share, if you know, like I do, that you're born to be a powerful creator, but sometimes you feel the exhaustion, the discouragement, you get burned out from everything that rests on your shoulders. Know this, burnout is a frequency issue. It's not a matter of doing too much. It's not a matter of not having enough time. It simply means that your energy, your life force is stuck and we can jumpstart that circulation again. So I want to share with you a free download that is my best burnout recovery routine. It's a daily routine that helps you restore your energy and keep you feeling calm, vibrant, focused, and burnout free. And it's the routine that I use. And so you can find that at bit.ly forward slash daily best burnout recovery routine. And I'll drop that link in the show notes as well. It's a free guide you can download right away. Okay, so let's dive in. First of all, let's talk about your emotional capacity and how do you know if you're lacking, if your capacity is low? Well, I know this so well, because for far too many years, I pushed, pushed too hard. I overextended myself and I felt guilty every time something, anything fell through the cracks and I was operating from a really, really low capacity. So here's some signs that your capacity might be low. First of all, if you feel tired, if there's too much on your mind, 
if you're too busy and you, ne- and you don't feel like you ever get enough done, if you are experiencing overwhelm and it feels like you'll never catch up with life, if you know that there's more you want to do, but at the same time, feel like there's just way too much on your plate already, and you run out of time for what's important to you, and you find yourself with a short fuse, reacting during the day, feeling frustrated or resentful or disappointed with people. And especially if you're waiting, if you're waiting to feel ready, waiting to know more, waiting to figure things out so it gets easier, or if you're hesitating because that next bold move is really scaring you, all of these things are signs of low capacity. Nothing is wrong. It's not a matter of you not having the skills or anything like that. It's all a capacity and frequency issue. One of my clients once said, I can't sleep any faster. And that was her sign that she was low in capacity and needed to turn that around. Capacity is not about a lack of willpower or a lack of discipline. It's not about being weak or not being able to handle things. And it's not about what, ha- what is happening outside of you. And it's also not a time management thing. It's not a time management problem. It's a capacity issue. And that is frequency. And um, I'm going to talk more in a future episode about managing energy beyond time. Today, I'm going to really dig deep into capacity. So these are all signs that you're low in capacity. And for me, the worst part of low capacity, I mean, all of that didn't sound like much of a picnic, but the worst part of low capacity is that we're conditioned to judge ourselves and to evaluate ourselves on productivity, on accomplishments, on the expectations of others. And yet we're never taught how to do these great things without burning ourselves out and without sacrificing our personal time and our health and our happiness. But that's exactly what I teach. And so in this episode, I'm going to be giving you an exercise a little later that's something real specific that you can start to do to build this capacity. But first, I want to define what uh, emotional capacity is. So emotional capacity is really your ability to feel an emotion as as opposed to stuffing it or hiding from it. Feel the emotion as it arrives without trying to escape or, or stuff it down. Then also to be able to ride that emotion and the ups and downs of it without it distracting you or throwing you off track of your goals, your plans your dreams, your desires, your intentions. Emotional capacity is also recognizing what causes you to feel the way that you do and to be able to shift your energy and your emotion to feel good at will, on command. And I do this with a thought frequency sequence that I'll get to in just a few minutes here. But I also want to share that emotional capacity is really the ability to follow your self-loving impulses but have impulse control over self-limiting or self-harming impulses. And it's a freedom from emotional triggers and reactions. So in short, emotional capacity is the ability to handle all the, the things that life can bring up, all the things that can happen in life, and still be able to cultivate the life that you love no matter what, no matter what else is going on. So we can't really have an emotional capacity conversation without also having a conversation about fear because most people that I work with 
think they're holding themselves back from a dream or a vision, if they're keeping it to themselves and they haven't acted on it, they think they're holding back from it out of fear. But that really is a myth. It's not fear that's holding them back. It's low capacity. You might be familiar with A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And she so famously shared that our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. In a way, that sounds like a lose-lose situation. And after decades of coaching thousands of people, first in business and, and also in life, I've seen fear hold way too many people back. And really, again, it's not the fear that's the issue. So what I'm saying is here's some other signs of low capacity. If you find yourself fearing the emotion, uh, fear having fear, and especially fear of not having what you want or fear of going for what you want or feel of failing in the quest to have what you want or fear of what other people will think about what you want and whether or not you have it, fear of settling for or not having what you do want, fear of the unexpected, that something's going to come along and rob you of what you want. And when I say want, desire, same. Fear of not knowing what you want. Fear of getting what you want and then it won't make you happy. Fear of getting what you want and then it will be taken away. All of this fear is really emotional capacity because the ego mind, what fear really is to the ego mind is a fear of feeling. And even more than that, it is a fear that you won't be able to handle the feeling. So I'll say that again, fear is really a fear of the feeling of any of a negative or a low vibe feeling. That's what fear is. It's a fear of the feeling. And especially it's the ego mind fearing that you won't be able to handle the feeling, except that you can, especially when you build emotional capacity. So a real simple way to look at emotional capacity is that it's the space between how you feel and your ability to feel it and what you do. It's the difference between having a reaction and responding. And there's a, there's a sequence of events that occurs. I call it the thought frequency sequence. And it, go, it, it goes like this. Beliefs generate our thoughts. Our thoughts generate our feelings. Our feeling dictates what we do. And then what we do creates our result or our outcome or our experience. And you can actually change any piece of that thought frequency sequence. Now that might all sound kind of like, yeah, I've heard that before. Um, it's good on paper. Sounds good on paper, but I want, but then there's still some doubt or some resistance. And that's because to know something is really to be it. And to learn something is to experience it. So until you really dig into this sequence and have an awareness and then reflect on why you're doing what you do, why you're thinking what you think, why you're feeling what you feel, um, you're not going to fully understand this, this um, sequence. So here's an exercise you can do. First of all, start daily an awareness and reflection practice. 
So throughout the day, make it a point to notice and be aware when low capacity shows itself, when you either experience fear or procrastination or overwhelm or feel tired, make a note of it right then and there. You might use a memo in your phone or however you do it, but remember that moment. Bring your full attention to that moment because later on you can try to figure out what was going on. Then in that moment, as quickly as you can, get out of your head and go to your breath because this will buy yourself some time. And by the way, there's almost always a physical clue that you've sh- you're in low capacity um, and it's different for everybody, but most people have one and some of the common ones are actually literally holding the breath. It might be that you feel it in your gut. You feel a knot in your stomach. Sometimes it might be that your shoulders are tensed and raised almost up to your earlobes. You might drum your fingers on a table, you might tap your foot, um, kind of a nervous tension, but that's a physical clue that you're hitting your capacity point, right? You're hitting your max capacity and something is triggering you. And if you don't interrupt it, you're going to react and possibly say, do create something you didn't mean to create. So as soon as you have that sensation, here's three steps that you can do to get yourself to breath and to get yourself that space that is emotional capacity. First of all, as soon as you notice that lower vibe, emotion, tension, and the physical clue, take four deep breaths. This activates the vagus nerve. Next, allow yourself time to just be with and be feeling that emotion. And you can say something like, I feel resentful and it's okay. Even better say, I'm experiencing resentment and it's okay. And then just allow that time to ha- that emotion to have some time to be felt. And if you want, you can buy that time by exploring some questions like, where is that emotion in the body? If it had a color, what would that color be? All the while you're breathing because you're connecting with your higher power. Have I felt this emotion before? Is the mind making it out to mean something? Let me release that. Just taking deep breaths for as long as it feels until you notice a shift. You might come back and ask yourself, is the emotion in in the same place now or did it move somewhere else? But when you feel a slight lightening of the intensity and easing up of the intensity of that emotion, then immediately shift to gratitude by naming something that you feel grateful for. And that can be anything. It doesn't have to be about what was triggering you. It could be totally unrelated. So that's a first step in building capacity is when you have the physical clue and you, and you bring your awareness that there's an emotion that might lead to, you know, runaway action, reaction, breathe, be with the emotion until it lightens up a little bit and then shift to gratitude. If you're unable to shift the emotion or get it to lighten up, this either means that you haven't spent enough time feeling it or that there's subconscious programming that's deeper, that's triggering it, but start with these three steps. Then later, when you have some time, you can come back to your note in the phone that said, oh, remember when you were about to lose it in the meeting today, or you were about to uh, lose it with your kids and you breathed your way out of it and you created some space and you were able to respond versus react, but what the heck was going on there? Then that's when you come back to the thought frequency sequence. 
And you look at what was I feeling? What was the name of it? What did I do? What was I about to do? What would have that created as an outcome? What did I create instead? But if this ever happened again, you want to know also, what were you thinking just before? What was the thought? And what was even the belief? And beliefs are really thoughts that we've practiced longer. What was the belief that had you go down that whole sequence in the way you were about to go down it? When you explore, um, and, and this is something that I really am a master of, is, is taking apart these sequences with my clients and figuring out what what was going on? What was the autopilot experience that was about to happen? Had you not created a little bit of capacity and how can you be better prepared the next time? And how can you increase the, the capacity so that the next time you're, you're even further away from the reaction, you're more present. So to give an example of this sequence, um, I had a client who whenever her husband would um, leave messy dishes and not put them in the dishwasher. She would have, she would have a reaction with him. She would have, you know, she would yell at him and she would get angry and it would end up in them being a fight. And the outcome would be, they'd like go their separate ways and they'd be in separate rooms the rest of the night. So in that case, we knew that the emotion in the sequence was anger. Her behavior and action was to, to yell and to get mad. And the outcome is that they would be in separate rooms all night. We could dig in the past and go to what was the thought. And we discovered that her thought was that if he left the dishes and didn't put them in the dishwasher, he wasn't paying attention to her. And even deeper was the belief that that must mean that he didn't respect her. So this was all happening over dishes. And once she saw that, first of all, we could debunk those thoughts and beliefs as not being true by any means, but also she could see that what she was really looking for, her best desired outcome or experience was closeness and connection with her husband. And so all of a sudden, commenting on the dishes, getting mad about it or not, she saw it for what it was, which is a choice and a decision in that moment of which do I want to create an evening where we're connected or an evening where we go our separate ways and we don't spend time together. And it doesn't mean that she, you know, had to always just accept and condone leaving the dishes around. The point is she didn't have to have the emotional reaction that created the separate and the miss and the division. So that's one small example. So as you're listening here to what an emotion, what emotional capacity is, I think you're coming to an understanding that Really, the circumstances around us are neutral. The external circumstances don't have to be obstacles. They don't have to stop you from achieving your goals and dreams. They don't have to have you creating outcomes that you really didn't want and that in, in hindsight you regret and that you can actually take on more goals and more projects and more fun and more adventure in your life without exhausting yourself. You'll actually be more energized because you're not attaching to situations and you're not personalizing them. You have emotional capacity. It brings you peace and it brings you power. And you can be a powerful creator and create at will everything that you desire. In fact, that's your, that's our destiny. That's what we came here for. And you can have this hidden energy reserve and this capacity to really 
live your life and, and lead your business and your organization and your family and your, your uh, volunteer uh, efforts and anything that you choose in a high frequency way, in an abundant way where you feel like you have enough time, enough energy and a wealth of everything that you desire. And so if, if you want to take this further than the exercise that I gave you here, I do invite you again to download the daily routine that is the best burnout recovery routine. It serves as a recovery, as a burnout prevention routine also. And um, it's a free download and the link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening in and I'll be with you on the next episode of I Am Vibrant. 